Spirulina algae is a blue-green algae, and it was the very first plant life on Earth three and a half billion years ago. And all chlorella that's sold in North America, by regulation, has to be cracked. So you don't have to ask somebody if they have cracked chlorella, because it, it's always going to be cracked. Is that it stops um, the growth of blood vessels to tumors and cancer. And, you know, shame on Whole Foods for selling uh, a product that has has um, has lead in it. Brian Muncy is probably the smartest guy I know. Trust me, Muncy is the nutrition guy. Ryan Muncy's out there trying to make the world better for all of us. The Optimal Performance Podcast is bold, edgy, creative, entertaining, and epic. Ryan Muncy is my go-to guy. Ryan Muncy is he's the first guy I call. He's making people's lives better. Ryan Muncy's an innovator. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Optimal Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Muncy. And today we have Catherine Arnston from Energy Bits on the show. We're going to be talking about spirulina, chlorella, uh, and algae as a health food. Um, Catherine is an amazing person, very interesting, uh, as you will quickly see, very energetic, very passionate. Um, Catherine has an MBA from Western's Ivy School of Business, BA in Geography and Economic Development from Queen's University. She's a board-certified health counselor from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, and she's a Reiki master. Uh, she also is an algae expert, the CEO and chief scientific officer of Energy Bits, a sports nutrition sports nutrition company that sells algae in tablet form to athletes and consumers. Uh, Catherine has been on the Ben Greenfield podcast multiple times. She's been on Shark Tank. She's recently been on Fox News. Um, Energy Bits is getting around. You've probably heard of spirulina and or chlorella in, in some form. We're going to dive in uh, to the benefits of algae, particularly spirulina and chlorella. Um, if you're not aware, uh, a little bit of background on those things, because we don't really dive into the details um, on the show. Uh, but anyway, um, algae, especially for vegans and vegetarians, is one of the only ways to get absorbable brain-building DHA from a plant-based source. Uh, chia seeds and flax seeds don't con get converted into DHA. Uh, the omega-3s there come from ALA, and that conversion is nowhere near efficient inside of our body. So we do touch on that on the show. Algae has over 40 different vitamins and minerals. It has more protein than steak, more iron than liver, more calcium than milk, and more chlorophyll than kale, more antioxidants than berries per ounce. Um, so a lot of health benefits from consuming spirulina and chlorella. Uh, we'll dive into all of that with Catherine. Uh, algae is also eco-friendly, sustainable crop, releases oxygen while it's growing, produces 100 times more protein per acre than beef, provides the safest vegan source of omega-3s. Uh, it's grown in freshwater tanks, not the ocean. Uh, I'll ask Catherine a little bit about that because in my experience and what I'd always been told is that wild is better um, for just about anything. So we, we do talk about that. And um, yeah, I'm going to stop talking. We'll turn this over to Catherine. Public service announcements for you guys. Uh, please go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review. Let us know how much you like the show. If we read your review on the air, we will hook you up with free Natural Stacks products. Um, I'm going to pull up a review right here and read it for you guys. Um, while I pull that up, 
never mind. Here we go. My favorite all out health and performance podcast. This is S Y L L V K A Solveka. I listen to a lot of podcasts and all are very informative, but most are one big infomercial for a bunch of products, whereas optimal performance is just pure info extracted from top experts in the health industry and presented in a simple way that anyone can understand. This podcast is first on my list, and I'm always looking forward to my hour walk while listening to it. Love what you're doing. Keep doing it. So, Vicka, thank you for allowing me to join you on your hour walk. So, uh, send me an email, ryan at naturalstacks.com. We'll get you hooked up with a little care package to help you optimize yourself, your life, your mission. For you guys listening, go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review. We will read it on the air and we'll hook you up with goodies. As you listen to this episode, if there are questions or comments that pop into your head, jump on social media, fire them our way. We're happy to get you an answer. Uh, If there's something that jumps out at you that you want to share with your friends and family, I will be forever grateful for you sharing this episode and the podcast in general with the people in your life who you know will benefit from and enjoy the things we're doing. That's how we reach more people. That's how we grow this movement and make the world a better place. Thanks for being here. Enjoy the show. All right, Catherine, welcome to the Optimal Performance Podcast. Hey, thanks, Ryan. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, we're excited to hang out with you today. Um, so, uh, you know, our listeners may have, have heard you on Ben Greenfield. You've been a guest on his show a few times. Uh, I know I've seen you on uh, uh, local news. Um, uh, you've been on uh, recently on in, in the Boston Fox. area. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you were on Fox, Fox News recently. Um, yeah. You've been on uh, on Shark Tank, which is where I want to start today. Um, oh dear! <laughs> for better or worse, your your yeah. appearance on Shark Tank um, has been ranked the number ten. Uh, was it worst pitch or, or biggest fail? <laughs> however they phrase it. And, and well, I, I, I don't bring that up. To, <laughs> it motivates me. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't bring that up to, as something to to try to embarrass you. But but my question is, you know, I, I want to know how that impacted your your psyche uh, as an entrepreneur as a business owner did you ever hesitate after that no never no and so the whole shark tank experience was fantastic um they you know um, had forty thousand companies apply last year to be on it so just being selected being one of the hundred that they selected was was an honor and and so i felt i'd already won the big you know, lottery just getting aired nationally. Um, And I knew going in that, you know, algae takes a while to understand what it does. And let's face it, Shark Tank is a national TV show. They're looking for things that are going to hit the middle market and take off right away. Stuff that's really easy that can be on QVC. And I I knew (laughs) algae was not in that category. So, um, my only disappointment was at the very beginning um, when I gave them samples and we do recommend people swallow the algae because it doesn't taste very good uh, unless you have a palate that's used to eating very green things. So they chewed it and went and, you know, made, had the appropriate reaction, which was, ooh, and things just went downhill from there. I never recovered uh, and was able to tell them all the wonderful data points that I have about algae. But was did it uh, uh, um, affect my psyche? Not at all. Um, I was just disappointed that they couldn't see the potential. I, I'm doing this as a basically a, a, a service to humanity, quite honestly, and I knew this was going to take a long time. I'm already eight years into it. Um, and the 
awareness of plant-based nutrition is just starting to build. So the awareness of algae, which is as green a plant as you're ever going to get, is probably still about, you know, in terms of national awareness, a couple of years away. So um, that's giving me time to do more deeper dives on the science, uh, help um, explain to different audiences the different attributes that they should be looking for. So um, it didn't change me and my approach in the least. Um, I still am very grateful for the opportunity. Um, they, we didn't see a burst of activity in sales. We didn't, um, it does give us credibility when we talk to people because it is difficult to get on the show. Mm. So, I'm, so that's been really great. And people still recognize me wherever I go. It's like, hey, were you on Jark Tank? So it's kind of fun. You're a celebrity for a nanosecond. Uh, but quite honestly, we got much better response from Ben Greenfield's uh, podcasts and articles because his community under is, is looking for biohacks and they understand science and they appreciate the complexity of something like algae. So um, it was a great experience. I got exactly what I wanted, which was national visibility, a little bit of credibility, and we're just going to keep going. So, so it's good. All right. Well, and you kind of rolled right into the next thing I was going to ask you about that experience is, um, you know, what, what were some of the biggest takeaways and, you know, uh, I, I watched it, you know, have you implemented some of the things, um, or, or what have you implemented since then to, to sort of, um, you know, change your pitch and make sure that you do get across, um, you know, the things that you want to get across, because it's clear that you are incredibly passionate about <laughs> algae. It's clear that, you know, they're look on Ben Greenfield show and on the optimal performance podcast here with us, you're talking to people who eat a lot of greens and are into, uh, you know, I had a text from a guy last night. He said, you know, uh, this is, I'm not going to tell tell our listeners who it is, but we were talking about uh, a glutathione supplement that you can take as a suppository. And I was telling him that I always refer, uh, give people another um, suggestion, one that's, uh, you know, more of an oral, uh, like a liposomal oral. And, and he said, you know, I don't care what it is. If it makes me better, I'll shove anything up my ass. And right, you know, right. I said, you know, insert, insert prison joke here. Right, um, right. <laughs> but, but you are talking. I know that product, by the way, that you're, he's you're, talking about. Yeah, you're, you're talking to people here, um, you know, who, who will go the extra mile, who will basically do whatever it takes to, you know, optimize performance and, and health. But outside of these communities, when you're talking to the general public, um, you know, there is sort of a barrier to, you want me to eat this green thing. And like you said, most people don't want to chew it or eat it. I've tried the product. I actually like that taste. I like chewing them. Um, but again, not everybody does. So, you know, what, what have you implemented to, you know, be able to kind of cut through and, and, and get your message to people better, clearer, faster? Sure. Um, and I chew mine as well. So uh, we, and we have very fun stickers that we don't, we don't take the family friendly events, but the stickers say it's okay to swallow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we even have a website. It's okay to swallow.com and t-shirts and headbands. So if anybody wants any, oh just, let, just let me know and we'll be happy to give it. We have thousands I, and thousands of them. <laughs> I need one of those. <laughs> we have a sense of humor here and we want to educate people with a smile. So, um, so what have we done? Well, we're trying to find the right messaging that that will, that will resonate with people. And one of the messages that does seem to resonate is um, uh, if they don't like to eat greens, 
you can swallow your greens instead because, you know, a lot of people don't like the work that it takes to buy them, clean them, chop them, cook them, and then they don't even like the taste of them. So you can get all of the, the nutrients that you need from greens, not the roughage, mind you, but the nutrients and even more importantly, the chlorophyll because algae has a thousand times more chlorophyll, at least the chlorella does, than any greens at all. And chlorophyll, as we'll talk about later in the podcast, is sort of the, the master antioxidant that seems to be missing from most people's diet. So this concept that you can get your greens quickly with a swallow seems to resonate with people quite, quite a bit. Um, so that was, that was number one that we've, we've um, found. And you know, we also make sure that people understand that uh, algae is not a supplement, it's food. And when we start to make the analogy and they go, oh, well, you know, I, why do I have to take 30 of them? And so we've, we've uh, realized that if you make the analogy, well, it's like a nut or a raisin. And when you're hungry, you don't have just one nut, you have a handful. So, uh, so the people go, Oh, okay, I get it. It's, it's like a snack. And we, we do explain too, that's quite likely that eventually we'll have like a trail mix that has the tablets in there for the people that do like the flavor. And so that really helps them mentally get away from the thought that they're pills and that they're actually food. And that's when we usually say, well, that's in fact why we call them bits because they're bits of food. It's algae is just something we grow in water hydroponically. And then we press the water out into the tablets and boom, it's just a snack food that's portable or swallowable. So keeping that sort of thought process, I mean, have you thought about, um, you know, not making it a pressed tablet? Uh, is is there another form in which it could be delivered to that would better fit into like a trail mix or something? Well, eventually we can do various um, product extensions as they're called. Um, but the key, because we're so small and it, what you need to remember is the algae industry is massive in Asia. So we're not talking, you know, small little hydro ponds in the back of someone's backyard. These are industrial complexes. Um, it's not quite, it's almost as big as the beef industry. And so when you have a, an algae farm, there'll be, you know, three or four football fields full of these large tanks growing algae. So we're just lucky they'll sell to us because we're so tiny. We don't have any leverage right now to do other product developments, but eventually we could. But then I'm also a purist and I want to offer our community, uh, particularly people, which is a growing area, people with food sensitivities or food um, focuses. So, you know, the keto community, the paleo community, the vegan community, then there's so many people that have food allergies, whether it's gluten or sugar or, or nuts or seafood or, and, you know, of course, this is grown in seafood. So I, I'm quite happy uh, with what we have now because it is the cleanest, purest, safest, densest source of nutrition. And the problem with our society is that all these illnesses that we're experiencing are nutritional, nutrition and lifestyle related. So if you aren't getting proper nutrition, you really have a hard time preventing illness or getting better. Mm -hmm. So I feel that we are, we are, we're doing a service right now and I'm not going to stray from that for the, in the immediate future. I just have to help people understand how to take it, what, why to take it, um, and um, it, it make it part of their daily routine. 
Gotcha. Um, and we'll get into a lot of these topics in a few minutes, but while we're on the the, the train of thought of, of the tablets, I'm just curious, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners will be curious, is there uh, potential for damage to the nutrients or the nutrient profile with uh, the process that creates that pressed tablet, whether uh, pressure or temperature processing? Well, in fact, um, and thank you for asking that. One of the things that we're so proud of is is the fact that we do go through extensive processes to ensure there is no damage. For example, most of the larger companies in China that, that are you know bulk sellers of algae and where you can buy much less expensive algae, like a you know Walmart, they use flash heat to dry the algae, which of course does alter the the nutrients and um, it's no longer a um, uh, raw food because it damages the, the enzymes. We do not use high heat, uh, so it's still a raw food. It's and there are there are no processes that damage anything. Um, everything we do, including the packaging, which is in um, uh, airtight UV protected foil bags that are, have layers of other things inside to protect from the aluminum. Um, that shelf life of the algae is almost forever. Our algae literally never goes bad, although we do have to put expiry date on it. It's usually three or four years. Um, so, uh, so we've, and, and on the note of safety, we get all the labs from the, our growers in, in Asia, but to assure the doctors and the wellness practitioners who work with us and recommend our products to their clients, uh, we have a, an FDA-approved lab here in the U.S. that does all the testing to be sure there's no there's no pesticides, no toxins, no metals, and that the nutrient profile is exactly what we say it is. And we make those lab tests available to all the professionals who work with us. So we've gone the extra mile on the growing techniques, the packaging techniques, the drying techniques, uh, and the safety techniques, um, and, which I don't think, I'm not aware of any other company that does as much as we do to ensure the purity, quality, and safety. And I'm very proud of that. And that's why we're the only algae company that I'm aware of that's endorsed by doctors and, in fact, Olympic athletes. So, um, you know, that, that sounds a lot like the open source initiative that uh, Natural Stacks has. And, and that's the approach that we take with, with all of our supplements as well. We, we, we also provide those third party certificates of authenticity and, and independent lab testing to make sure that, that everything is exactly what we want it to be so that our customers know exactly what they're putting in their bodies. So exactly. that, that's, that's a message that our customer base is used to hearing and, and, and will resonate well with them, you know, hearing that, you know, somebody else in the supplement industry, albeit a different supplement, or, or as you said, it's not a supplement. It's a food. <laughs> uh, but, but still, we, we appreciate that. Yeah. We love hearing that. So yeah, um, you know. So let's let's dive in. Let's talk about you know. So far, we've we've said algae, but you know specifically energy bits. You have a, a spirulina and a chlorella product. Correct. Correct. E- explain the difference between the two and and how and when why we would choose one over the other. Terrific. Yes, so this is very, very important because they are quite different. Um, so spirulina algae is a blue-green algae, and it was the very first plant life on Earth three and a half billion years ago. And there are fossils that prove that this occurred. Prior to algae, spirulina algae, the Earth was just gas and water, but algae releases so much oxygen while it's um, growing and captures carbon dioxide that after about a billion years, there was oxygen on the planet, which allowed other plant forms to grow, and, and eventually chlorella came along. So spirulina 
is technically a bacteria. And the reason why this is important, well, it's actually, I used to hesitate telling people it was a bacteria for the last few four, few years, but now the whole biome thing has evolved. It's like, now I'm proud that my algae is a bacteria. Woohoo! You, you, were, you were on the good bacteria train I, before I, school. Exactly, exactly. So, um, and the reason why this is important is because they're on, in the bacteria, there is no cellulose wall on the outside of, of the cell structure, which means that it can be absorbed into your body almost instantly. This is why we were so successful and still are successful with athletes, whether they're triathletes or marathon runners or Olympic athletes, and they need energy quickly, and the energy they get from these spirulina is steady, but it does get absorbed very, very quickly into your body. So just, uh, just to, to build on that and, and to make sure our listeners understand what's going on there is because it can be digested without diverting uh, blood to the digestive system, uh, athletes or people who are, are working out are able to keep that blood, um, you know, from going to the digestive system and it's in the muscles and, and working, you know, where they need it to be. Yes. Yes. And, and the other related uh, part of that is that this is why there is never di- uh, any kind of digestive distress, um, which is ex- uh, usually occurs with, uh, well, not all, always, but many people experience digestive distress from using gels and other artificial or sugar-based sports nutrition products because when you are exercising, all the enzymes and blood flow are busy doing other things in your body and there aren't enough enzymes in your stomach to digest whatever you're putting down there, particularly something difficult like sugar or chemicals. So they get into your lower intestine undigested where they are attacked by bacteria and they ferment and that and the fermentation is what causes gas. This never occurs with the algae, particularly spirulina, because it's absorbed into your bloodstream within 10 minutes, and it never hits your GI tract undigested. Of course, there's also no chemicals, caffeine, or sugar, but the most important thing is it's already in your, in your body um, before, it hits your, um, before it hits your lower intestine. Okay. So it's, so it's what I call efficient nutrition. So related to that, it's 99.9% bioavailable. So um, all the, uh, so the other great thing about spirulina, both spirulinas, but particularly uh, both algae, particularly spirulina, is that it has the highest concentration of, of protein in the world. And all of the protein is in unstructured amino acids. So as your listeners probably know, your body can't absorb protein. It has to break down the protein to amino acids. Well, the, the, um, the protein in the algae is already in amino acids. So again, very efficient nutrition. You get all those, um, you know, um, uh, um, aminos into your system and all the other minerals, the 40 other vitamins and minerals that are in the spirulina, um, also get absorbed instantly. So, you get access to the high concentration of iron, the high concentration of omega-3. And so the things that are um, I'm going to differentiate spirulina from the chlorella, the spirulina has a much higher protein. It has the blue pigment in it because it's a blue-green algae, and the blue pigment is called phycocyanin, and that has actually anti-cancer properties. It has a much higher concentration of omega-3 and another essential fatty acid called GLA that behaves like an omega-3. So this is why your focus improves, and they use it for um, brain concussions, Alzheimer's, any kind of uh, ADHD. So spirulina is what you want for your energy and your focus because of the protein, the high B vitamins, the omega-3 
those are probably the the, the, the top notes about what are the what are, what differentiates it from the uh, from the chlorella. So it's really an energizing mentally and physically algae, and it satisfies your hunger um, because of all that protein and omega and omega three. So before we move on to chlorella. Um just algae in general, but, but I think, uh, spirulina, you, you mentioned the, the really high protein content. That's, you know, more protein per pound, uh, yes. than, than, than any other protein source, more yeah. iron than liver, more calcium than milk, more chlorophyll than kale, more antioxidants than berries. You know, that is, that is per pound, maybe not necessarily per serving. Correct. That's that's per weight. Correct. And then the uh, the omega threes that you mentioned um, that that's a special form of, of plant based omega three, right? Explain that for our listeners. Um, the irony is that the the fish get their um, omegas from algae. <laughs> they just consolidate it, and even Dr. Oz has said the better source of uh, omegas are actually algae because they're purer and they're closer to the source. So there's actually just an, a small amount of omega-3 in, in, in algae, um, but there's a very high concentration of something called GLA, which is gamma-lamaic acid. And that behaves like an omega-3 in, in that it reduces inflammation. So, and that's why the spirulina is very chewy. It's the combination of the protein and these essential fatty acids. Uh, the only other place where you get more GLA is mother's milk in the colostrum. And the reason why there's so much GLA in, in colostrum is because when the baby is born, within the next two years, the, the brain doubles in size. So that GLA is essential for development, uh, a healthy brain development. So I, I, I say to people, well, you know what? We need healthy brain development at whatever age we are, but you can't very well go asking, ask a mother to share her breast with you. So, so if you want some really great GLA, there you go. Get it from algae. Mother, mother nature's others, perfect food. Definitely don't ask that question wearing a t-shirt that says it's okay to swallow. Yeah, right. Uh, no, but, but what I was going for with the, the special uh, on the uh, omega-3s is that, you know, the, the algae sources um, is the only plant-based source where we actually get the brain building DHA. Uh, the, the typical plant sources like walnuts, chia seeds, flax seeds, uh, we, we actually, uh, the omega-3 is in the form of uh, alpha lipoic acid, and that's not converted AHA, efficient, right. efficiently right. to DHA. Uh, so that that's what I meant when I when I said special. I see. Well, the other thing, just on that note, is um, you know we we're very proud of the fact that algae is a sustainable, um, eco friendly crop, and there's a lot of problems happening now in the oceans and the ecosystem there because everyone realizes how important omega three is, and so the the demand for fish oil has gone through the roof, and it's been causing very serious eco damage where they're having these large fish farms because you know i don't want to get too graphic but of course you concentrate all these fish into an area and there's fish poop and it, it's it's acidic and it, it's it's killing the you know they're getting dead zones in the ocean so algae is a, is a sustainable source of omega-3 so if you love your oceans Get your get your omega three from algae. <laughs> well, and even if you don't care about the ocean, and you're just going to be you know worried about your, yourself. I mean, you're you're not the you don't want to eat factory farmed fish for that reason. You, right. You don't want to consume what you think are healthy omega three supplements that that come from those environments. I mean, they're really right. healthy as we think. So you know, sticking with that kind of line of thinking, and one of the questions I was going to ask you is, you know, I, I know that that these algaes are farmed and 
typically we always think of uh, wild harvested, wild caught, pasture raised type things being better um, in terms of health and in terms of the environment. How is a, a sustainably farmed algae uh, better? Right. Well, actually, algae is probably the only thing that I can truly think of where uh, you do not want it wild farmed. And the reason for that is that algae will absorb whatever is in the water. Um, so if there are contaminants in the water, and I see on the internet lots of times people are um, posting warnings about mitosiscans, I can't even say it correctly, but yes, there will be toxins in anything, any algae that is grown wild in uh, either a pond or a lake or the ocean. Um, but we, that's why all algae that's consumed uh, at the nutritional level for humans and actually also for, for livestock feed is harvested. It's carefully grown in water tanks. Um, some, some are indoor, ours are outdoor, um, because you can monitor and manage and control the, the environment. Um, there used to be a company that grew algae in Klamath Lake, and I would urge people not to buy that because they found out that the Canadian geese flew overhead and uh, pooped on the way over the lake, which, of course, changed the acidity of the lake. And, of course, that gets absorbed um, into the algae. And I know that there's, you know, they do their best to preserve the cleanliness and test things, but um, it's not recommended. And a lot of people think algae is grown in the ocean, and it is not. It is harvested in freshwater tanks, just like, um, you know, you have um, hydroponic farms growing tomatoes or other vegetables in water. It's the same sort of thing. So are these tanks covered? Uh, is, is there sun exposure? Um, they're not covered. They're, um, they're, ours are grown in Taiwan, which is another reason why we're very proud of the, our quality. I wouldn't be buying any algae from um, Japan right now because of, there's still some radiation potential issues. Uh, China does not have a, as tight controls as Taiwan. Taiwan is a very sophisticated community. So, um, and their water source is completely different from Japan. So they are open air, um, but they're in, um, they're, they're tested for purity. So it's, and, and then again, we get lab tests both from them. And then we do our own lab tests here, as I mentioned from the SDA lab. So, so there's, um, you know, there's this, there's a group there's, there's a, some, some companies are starting to grow algae indoors in big tanks, but uh, then you're starting to get into almost, um, you know, a process. I, I'm a bit of a purist, and I think having the natural sunlight and the, is, is the way to, to grow this, uh, and we're going to keep, you know, try to do that as long as we can. Um, it's a slower process because it takes a good month to grow the algae and then two or three weeks to dry it and you know, process it and, or you know, dry it out and get a package. So it's about a two-month window of getting our algae from start to finish. Okay. Um, so then I think we, we sort of covered spirulina. How is chlorella different? So chlorella um, is a green algae. Remember, spirulina is a blue-green algae, so it has that blue pigment called phycocyanin. And I'll tell you a funny little segue. Um, that blue in the in the spirulina it doesn't exist anywhere else in nature, and it has incredible um, natural. It's a pigment, natural healing capabilities. One of which, as I mentioned, is is that it stops um, the growth of blood vessels to tumors and cancers. Anyways, the fun little story is that 
Mars, uh, who makes Smarties and M&Ms rather, um, they realized that, you know, there's a movement in America to, fortunately, to have eat healthier. So about a couple of years ago, they changed their blue, the blue dye that they used on their M&Ms and they now make it the blue dye is from from spirulina. There are there are t- companies that are just growing the, the spirulina for M and M's blue M and M's. <laughs> so, it, we, I, I think a lot of people have heard this story. I, I forget who the uh, the band is uh, or the singer, but they um, they requested that uh, at, at at whatever concerts they played backstage that the M and M's were only like one color of M and M. Oh, really? Or funny backstage. And, and there was something to this and there was a reason to doing it. And that's a whole other, um, you know, story for another day. But, but where I was going with that is if I were ever to get that famous and could request a bowl of M&Ms wherever I show up. Get blue I, ones. For only blue ones. <laughs> are, are, would, I, would I be healthy? If I blue well, <laughs> of course, that little teeny tiny bit. There's still M&Ms, right? Yeah, yeah there's it's still low with sugar. But, you know, you do have that, you know, halo effect of the spirulina. But anyways, it's kind of a funny story. So, um, so chlorella is a green algae and it developed about, I, I don't know the exact time, but probably about a billion years after spirulina and it is truly a plant. So it has a cellulose wall and it has a nucleus. Now, the importance of that for your listeners is that unlike spirulina that gets into your bloodstream almost instantly, chlorella, because it actually has the hardest cellulose wall in the plant kingdom, it actually has to be cracked at production, uh, or your body wouldn't be able to absorb any of the nutrients. And even with it cracking and all chlorella that's sold in North America, by regulation has to be cracked. So you don't have to ask somebody if they have cracked chlorella because it, it's always going to be cracked. Um, and even when it's cracked, it still takes about an hour and a half to get into your bloodstream. Um, now, I'm going to talk a little bit about the production thing issue related to the chlorella, and then I'm going to talk about the benefits of the chlorella and how they differ from spirulina. Yeah. So this issue of cracking chlorella, um, the technique to develop, to crack it, was first developed about 40 years ago, 45 years ago, by a company called Sun Chlorella, which was the granddaddy of chlorella, and maybe some of your listeners use or know the product. And they patented a technique where they tumbled the, the chlorella with glass beads, and the, it was the, the actual banging up of the glass with the chlorella cracked the chlorella. Now, there was always concern that as the glass heated up, maybe some lead from the glass would leak into the chlorella, and they always denied that it was that was the case. And then about 10 years ago, the state of California decided to do a test, and they tested their chlorella and found indeed that there were high levels of lead in their chlorella. Um, so they, they said, look, you can do two, one of two things. You can stop selling in California, or you can put a warning on your package that your chlorella contains an excess amount of lead that is known to cause birth defects and brain damage. And so that's what they did. Now, the irony is I, I bought a box of their chlorella from Whole Foods a couple of years ago. And there it is. There's the warning. Anybody can go to Whole Foods or anywhere and buy some chlorella and the warning will be there. And I asked my team, how much lead is too much lead? I would say zero. And, you know, shame on Whole Foods for selling uh, a product that has, has, um, has led it. And I'm sorry for calling out Whole Foods, but they, cause they probably don't even, they're, I'm sure they're not even aware of it, but, but I point this out because I learned this when I was starting the companies eight years ago, that there was a, you know, possible concern about lead. And I thought, if I'm going to do this, everything we do has to be absolutely the purest, safest way. So I, I had tried to find another way to crack the Corella and somebody, I found a company that does have a more modern, more expensive technique and they pass the chlorella through a sound chamber and it's the vibrations that crack the chlorella. So no glass, no heat, no lead. 
And that's why one of the reasons the doctors love our chlorella and of course the spirulina too, because it's the cleanest chlorella they've seen. It shows up on the test. There is no lead in our chlorella. We actually have been in touch with the uh, Mercury Poisoning Association, the Global Mercury Poisoning Association, who want to work with us because they've known for decades that chlorella is really the best thing for pulling mercury out of your body. And this is a big issue right now. But they didn't want to work with any of the other chlorella companies because they had lead in it. So they were kind of in between a rock and a hard place. So, right. um, so now they're really happy and they want to work with us. So we're really happy about that. How does chlorella help remove mercury? So um, chl- chlorella uh, is a couple of the main reason is because it has this hard acceleratus wall and it attaches itself to toxins of any kind, not just mercury. It's mer- any kind of it's fluoride, it's aluminum. Um, your listeners will be happy to know it also detects alcohol as a toxin. So and this is how I know for sure that it takes an hour and a half to kick in, because if you take a serving of, of chlorella recovery bits um, after you drink. Don't take it before because you will never get a buzz. It's like a Roomba. It pulls the alcohol right out of your bloodstream. But an hour and a half after you take it, you will be stone, stone sober and you will never have a hangover. It pulls the alcohol right out of your bloodstream. It never makes it to your liver. So um, it's, it's quite remarkable. It works every time. So um, it's, the, it's the ability for it to attach two toxins and chlorella, both spirulina and chlorella are what we call adaptogens. It's they, It knows what to do in your body. So it doesn't pull out the minerals that need to be there. It only knows which ones should not be there. Uh, and, and, and one of the other amazing things about chlorella is that um, it has the highest concentration of chlorophyll. Um, it has twice the amount of chlorophyll as spirulina. And as we can talk further, chlorophyll has always been known for hundreds of years to be a very cleansing pigment. And in fact, the chemical composition of chlorophyll is virtually identical to the chemical composition of hemoglobin. The only difference is one atom out of the entire structure. And that atom that's different in your in your body is an iron atom in the middle, which in the iron is what carries oxygen in your blood. And that one atom in plants is, is uh, magnesium. Other than that, the entire structure is identical. And so that's why um, you know chlorophyll has always been known to be very cleansing. If anyone has a dog, they'll probably notice that their dogs will eat grass if they're sick because the animals instinctively know of the cleansing nature of, of chlorophyll. And during World War I, when they would run out of blood transfusions, I read that they, um, they would give the injured liquid chlorophyll because they would heal just as fast as if they'd had a blood transfusion. And they even used it topically um, uh, because it kills bacteria. It's an oxygen-based algae. Um, well, well, not algae, but chlorophyll. It's loaded with oxygen. So chlorella pulls out the toxins because it has this hard exterior that exists. Like there's nothing else like it in the in the plant kingdom or anywhere. And it has the very high concentration of of chlorophyll, which is also cleansing. So those are prom- probably two of the top notes. The other very interesting thing about chlorophyll, unlike other nutrients that get absorbed, um, you know by your stomach and lower intestine. Chlorophyll, actually, you only absorb about 10% of it in your stomach. It is the one pigment, the one nutrient that actually stays in your intestinal tract the entire way. So it goes through the liver, down through your intestines and, and through your entire colon. And the reason why this is really important is because chlorophyll absorbs carcinogens. So when you take something with a lot of chlorophyll, you are protecting yourself 
from all sorts of other diseases and particularly your colon. And there's been a lot of cancer colon, colon cancer in, in the last 10 or 20 years. Uh, and this will protect you, um, the chlorophyll. Now the best, you can get chlorophyll from other places, of course, but algae has the highest concentration, like a thousand times more than greens and 50 times more than, than wheatgrass. So it's really exciting to know about these healing properties of chlorophyll. Uh, and that's, that's a very, very important one. So that also helps with the cleansing process. Your liver is essential. Uh, your liver health is essential to your health. And you've also, uh, I think one of your previous um, appearances on the Ben Greenfield podcast, you guys talked about how chlorophyll is possibly the, the number one antioxidant missing from you know, most people's health routine or, or diet. Right. And uh, which is so unfortunate. And even if you eat greens, I mean, let, let, we, let's face it, our, our crops and our soil are, have been so overcropped and monocropped and there's literally no minerals left in the soils for the plants to absorb. And so if there aren't any minerals in the soil, they can't, there's nothing for them, for them to pass on to you. So even if you eat organic, and I eat a lot of salads, believe me, uh, and I, I also eat you know, grass-fed beef, so I don't want people to think, you know, that I'm you know, just this sort of weird person, but um, we're just not getting enough we're just not getting enough chlorophyll. And as I started digging through the, the health benefits of chlorophyll, I sort of had this epiphany. Oh, my God, this is one of the reasons why everyone's getting sick, because it, it, it helps with the health of the mitochondria, so, which is, of course, where all the disease occurs, that in your immune system, and you're, you're not being able to, your liver not being able to detox your the toxins. And we have so many toxins in our environment now there are 80,000 that have been released since World War II so the combination of heavy toxic overload on our system and insufficient cleansing net through natural means with chlorophyll from our diet um, has left most people exposed to um, uh, illnesses and just you know or weight gain foggy brain um, and and again also what happens when you don't eat uh, a really green diet, you're eating a lot of foods that are acidic, um, which causes bacteria to gather in your um, lymphatic system, and, and that slows everything down, and that causes, again, more, um, more acidity, which leads to a, a um, distressed immune system, which leads to your mitochondria not working properly, which leads to a cascade effect, which ultimately leads to DNA damage and, hey, and more. Chlorophyll contains glutathione precursors, right? And, and that's the master antioxidant that helps with all of um, this detoxification and, and immune support. Well, uh, algae contains that. Chlorophyll is a pigment. So algae contains glutathione, yes, and chlorophyll. Okay. I, yeah. Okay. Um, in so fact, the, the glutathione precursors then are in the spirulina. Yes, they're in both of them. Okay. They're in both. Yep. They're in both of them, but but um, just to to make it easy for your your listeners to understand the difference, these again the spirulina is the algae that gives you energy, mental focus, satisfies your hunger, and has a high concentration of those essential fatty acids, which reduce inflammation, your heart inflammation, um, and chlorella is a cleansing health um, algae. So it's really for wellness preventing um, illness, uh, correcting it. The other thing I wanted to mention is it also has the, chlorella has the highest concentration of RNA and DNA in the world. And the reason why that's important is because that's what you need 
to maintain your health. And if you have an injury or surgery, it will help your cells grow back faster and in a healthy fashion. So um, this is particularly important for people as they're aging because their DNA gets damaged and then it replicates in a damaged form. So the recover that's what we call our chlorella recovery bits because it helps you recover from just about anything. It's very much a health and wellness algae versus energy focus of, of the spirulina. Yeah. Okay. So with, with your, with the energy bits and the recovery bits, energy bits are, that's the spirulina recovery bits is the chlorella. Correct. Okay. And since we're talking about that, you've got um, a special discount for our listeners, right? Yes. Yes. So anybody um, we want to offer a 20% discount, just use the discount code OPP. I wonder what that stands for. <laughs> uh, we have a little coupon box on uh, in our shopping cart, and I uh, just type in OPP, and you'll see the discount appear on the screen. It works on everything at any time, so uh, we'd be delighted to share that with your your community. Awesome, awesome. Um, so, Catherine, let's let's really. I, I want to look at some of the research, um, you know, that, that kind of backs up and supports some of the benefits that we've already talked about, but maybe some of the things that we haven't touched on yet. I know sure. our our audience will appreciate that as well. Um, you know, I actually did a quick search and, and found some interesting things. Um, there was a study in Cameroon on HIV patients that showed um, uh, increased CD4 cells and reduced viral load after daily use for six months. Um, you know, I thought that was fascinating. I'm sure uh, you mentioned the, uh, was it the, Psychocyanin. Um, phycocyanin, yes. Yeah, the phycocyanin that um, uh, helps fight cancer. Yeah, well, in fact, we didn't even know this. This is what's so interesting. Um, a couple of years ago, we were contacted by a, um, uh, a cancer uh, association, 20-year-old cancer association called the Angiogenesis um, organization. They're actually here in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And they were holding a global conference and they said, did you know that phycos the phycocyanin in your algae uh, uh, helps stop cancer? And we said, really? How does it do that? So um, it has what's called anti-angiogenesis properties. Angiogenesis is a process by which the blood vessels are basically hijacked by the tumor or cancer to feed the, the tumor or cancer so it grows. And there are different, there are different um, pathways and things that will prevent the growth of those blood vessels to the, um, to the cancer tumor, and the phycocyanin is one of them. And the interesting thing also, it made sense to me, because phycocyanin is a water-based pigment, um, and of course, so it's affecting you know, your blood, feeding the cancer, whereas um, cl um, chlorophyll is a fat-based pigment, and that's why it helps with your cells. So yes, so the phycocyanin has these remarkable um, you know, cancer prevention um, capabilities. So I'm, I, I'm quite excited that, you know, people can have a snack and stop cancer at the same time. <laughs> you know, uh, everything that we've done with natural stacks has uh, made us very aware of what we can and can't say. Uh, I know natural stacks is in the supplement world. I, I'm, I'm assuming that energy bits are, are classified as foods. Have you run into um, sort of roadblocks on, on what you can and can't say or claims that you can and can't make? Well, we're very careful, and I, I, I probably shouldn't even raise the cancer word here, but we're referencing uh, data and science 
that was sent to us by a third party, this other cancer association. Right. And it was, it's their research and they're the ones that told me, and I'm happy to share the result, the research they sent us and they invited us to come to the conference. So we're just sharing data um, that we have been, um, that we have collected. We don't, we, we would never, and we are not allowed to and um, ever say that our algae would stop cancer or could prevent cancer or can prevent any kind of health condition or, or correct any health condition. Um, we can only provide information about the n- nutrient profile and reference the different uh, um, scientific studies from either the NIH or wherever they exist about the different findings from treatments of these of spirulina or chlorella, but we are not allowed to say ever in print or on our website or in, in that we could, we could do anything relate. That's a health related um, issue. And I have to, and anytime anyone asks me a question on email, I always have to preface the answer. We're not medical professionals. We are not allowed to give medical advice. However, here is some information that you can learn and educate yourself and you make the decision or show it to your health professional. Um, because we could, you know, we're here to do a service and I don't want to get shut down. So, um, so yeah, thank you for mentioning that. Cause I, I, I get so excited about what, about algae and I forget that I have to be very careful about um, sort of the barrier, not, not barriers, but the guidelines that are set in place. Right. To- right. Um, I guess moving off of, uh, you know, major uh, diseases like, like cancer, um, there's a lot of research to support uh, mitochondrial and ATP function as well, right? Yes. Well, there's been that, and there's a lot of really cool stuff uh, that I talked to Ben also about. So, um, for example, um, they've they've been finding that um, uh, you know if you if you have reduced ATP, you have reduced mitochondria health, and you have reduced energy. But uh, and they they've been finding that if you have a, if you increase your chlorophyll intake and you get a- access to the sunshine your mitochondria actually generate a very clean source of energy from that, um, which is pretty cool when you think about it. So we're basically behaving like plants, right? We're generating energy from the chlorophyll and the sunlight. And um, I'd be happy to share the, the uh, article, the science article um, that documented that with your, your, readers, your readers if they send me an email or something. Yeah, so well, let's, let's make it really easy on them. And, and I'll just tell everybody listening that all of the research, um, I'll get you to send me the yes. link and I'll put Perfect. all the links to, to all of these uh, stuff on the show Perfect. notes for this show. Perfect. And if you guys listening want to pursue it, uh, all you have to do is go to naturalstacks.com, uh, find the blog post for this podcast, and we'll have uh, everything there for you guys to pursue. Right. And while we're talking about the mitochondria, one of the things I do want to mention is um, – there's something called uh, superoxide dismutase, which is a um, uh, an antioxidant found in spirulina. It's not in chlorella. And the reason why this is important as an antioxidant is is the only antioxidant that can penetrate the mitochondria cell wall um, to um, uh, and neutralizes superoxide and turns it back into oxygen. So it slows aging. It protects the mitochondria. It's a tumor su- suppressor, a neuroprotector, and to my knowledge, um, spirulina algae is the, either the only or the has the highest concentration of this. It's called SOD, superoxide dismutase, in the world. Your body generates it naturally, but this is an exogenous source. 
So, um, and we have a quote saying that SOD is an antioxidant, 3,500 times more powerful than, than, um, than any other vitamins. And there are 24,000 units of this uh, SOD in a single serving of um, spirulina. So it's, um, it's really real. I know, you, wow. units, you know. So, uh, <clears throat> because what it does is um, when, you, when you have damaged uh, mitochondria, that you have reduced cellular respiration, you have increased oxidation, you have uh, reduced cellular signaling, reduced cellular aptosis, which is, you know, when the cells know they're sick and they, they kill themselves. So all of that d- deteriorates um, when you don't have sufficient ATP. Um, so the key is to keep your ATP high and your mitochondria healthy. Uh, and this superoxide dismutase is one of the ways to do that. Um, and that's found in the spirulina. Okay. So one of the questions that I wanted you to, to clarify, as, as I was looking through a lot of the studies, um, a lot of the studies mentioned uh, spirulina or chlorella specifically. Um, but several others were uh, just talking about blue-green algaes. I, I, am I correct in looking at that as like blue-green algae is more of like an umbrella term that would, yes. in, would include spirulina? Yes. Is, is chlorella included in that or no? No, spir- chlorella okay. is a green algae. Okay. Blue-green blue algae ha- will have the pigment phycocyanin, and that, that's, that's what's, what differentiates them. So, so if we're looking, if our listeners are, are pursuing research or studies on their own, blue-green algae would be an umbrella term that, that, that covers spirulina, but, but if you're looking for chlorella stuff, then it would need to specifically say chlorella. Yes. Or, and, or green algae. And, uh, you know, I'll have to admit, um, I believe, and I could be wrong, but the, um, everything I've read, blue-green algae is completely interchangeable with, with the word spirulina. See, spirulina is a, is a bac- like I said, is a bacteria. And so when the knowledge of spirulina and blue-green algae came out, you know, 50 or 60 years ago, I think they were referring to it as a blue-green algae. And then since then, they got a little bit more scientific and called it spirulina. But they're basically the same thing. They, it's just like saying, uh, I don't know, I'll have that analogy. But they, they, to, from everything I can see, anytime you're seeing somebody refer to blue-green algae, they're talking about spirulina. It is the same thing so, that well, I've how- observed. I could How be wrong. Um, then AFA, the Aphazominon Flos Aquae, um, that maybe was one of your competitors, the uh, the E3. Uh, yeah. Well, they're the ones that grow the um, the algae in Klamath Lake, and um, but but they're I, not they're not calling that spirulina. They're calling that AFA, the Aphazominon. Well, that's a little technicality. I th- I, th- I think they're cu- they're trying. You know. I don't know. I don't. I I can't comment on what anybody else is doing because I never know the inside story. Um, it's possible that they've made some sort of adjustment to the profile, the nutrient profile, and are giving it a its their own its own name. But it's probably ninety percent the same. I, I I don't know because I don't know their science and I don't know um, the nutritional profile. But it's. Um, I think it could be more of a marketing thing than anything, to be perfectly honest. So, so then is, is that not something that occurs naturally? Like AFA is, is not a naturally occurring bacteria, a blue-green well, algae? Well, it's, it's, um, it's, a, it's again, it's a, uh, it's a term that's used. I haven't spent much time, quite honestly, researching it because it's 
um, not what we do. We, we, we grow spirulina. So um, it's a very good question. I, 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 I actually don't have an answer for you because I, I don't spend any time studying the, I don't, I haven't seen any data on the nutrient profile. So I don't know what the, was was actually in it compared to spirulina. Um, I do know that spirulina, or rather algae, is part of the larger seaweed family. But seaweed is grown in the ocean and has more um, fiber and less nutrients. So this aqua whatever is is also under the umbrella of the seaweed family and maybe a subset of of, of uh, spirulina. I, I honestly don't know. Yeah, I'm not, I, I just I'm not typed. Informed. Yeah, I, I just typed it into Google and it, it, the Wikipedia entry. Uh, not that this is exactly scholarly, but it just says it's a brackish and freshwater species of cyanobacteria found around the world, including the Baltic Sea and the Great Lakes. Right. So, so that means it's a it's a type of blue green algae. Okay. Yeah. So, well, well, and, and here, it, this may be the answer. There are 15 to 20,000 strains of algae, 15 to 20,000. And virtually all of them are poisonous, <laughs> except chlorella, spirulina, and, 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 and this, um, and there's a couple other ones. So, um, so maybe you're right. Maybe the sort of cyanobacteria, which is referred to as spirulina, maybe it's just a subset of, of that. That seems to be um, that seems to be the the answer I can give you because I I really don't know anything about it. <clears throat> okay, well I, I'm I'm trying to establish a framework for our listeners. You know, if they want to do research on their own, or or if they're going to let's say they go to a health food store and they see five or six different types of you know uh, spirulina or chlorella products on the shelf, which I know is is realistic because I've seen that. You know, I've right. been to, you know. Uh, a vitamin store uh, and seeing that. What questions do our listeners need to ask either themselves or should they be looking to get answered on the label uh, or should they ask the the store manager you know, uh, in order to sort of make an informed decision and make sure that we get the healthiest thing, uh, the safest thing into our body? Right. Well, um, you definitely want to know this. The most important thing is the country of source. So I would urge people to stay away from things that are grown in China. Um, so that would be number one on my list. Um, uh, number two, I would find out what else that company is selling. Because if it's a company that sells, you know, thousands of other products, I can almost promise you that there's going to be a looser set of quality controls on the algae. And again, you want to be careful with algae because it absorbs whatever's in the water. So um, uh, nobody, I don't know of any company that can spend as much time on quality control as much as we do, because that's all we sell. Um, there's different strains of, uh, in this case, of spirulina. So there's, um, you want to look at the the nutrient profile and so how much how much protein is in there um b vitamins because um, they're they're going to be different depending on how they were grown and how they were dried speaking of drying you want you would probably want to know how did they dry it because if they use flash heat then you're going to be killing some of the um you'll be killing the enzymes for sure and you'll be um damaging some of the nutrients. So that's probably explains why some of the nutrient profile will be smaller. Mm -hmm. um, we're, we do ours in a pressed form so that we don't have any binders. You want to find out if there are any binders because binders can cause 
allergy, allergic reaction. Some people might be might might get sick from it. Um, so um, we also don't want to put ours in any kind of capsule because we want to be able to um, be as um, uh, fresh and you know have no animal sources or anything in there. So look at the type of packaging. We we like to do the tablet too because it's um, very portable. Uh, some people you know, want a powder, but then you have to always be mixing it. And, um, the, the tablet makes it possible to just pop in your, in your, uh, in your pocket. So the, so the source, the drying technique, the nutrient profile, um, for chlorella, you want to find out how did they crack the chlorella? Was it, was it with glass? Cause if it was, then I can pretty much assure you there'll be, there'll be lead in that chlorella. Um, so that's really important. And the packaging, because, um, you want to be sure that the product is preserved and if it's just in a regular glass bottle, light will pull the chlorophyll out of the out of the algae, so you're getting a lower nutrient profile. We, we use uh, we put ours in UV protected bags that, as I mentioned, um, almost last forever, so there's no deterioration. So those are a couple of the top notes I would think. Nice. That's that's really good information. Uh, you mentioned you know maybe some people want a powder. Um, are the the bits something that you know, uh, we could just, you could just tear it open and dump them into a, a blender, uh, if, if we were making a shake at home. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, we started with the tablets because we wanted them to be accessible to the largest number of people so they could carry them around. But right. I think next year we might offer a powder because there are so many people making smoothies. Now we want to make it easy for our community to, you know, accomplish whatever it is, or whatever the goals are. So, yeah. um, but yes, and in the interim, you can throw it in your Vitamix and grind them up. Um, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm curious now, I really like that last one you said on the, the questions to ask about the glass bottle. I mean, if you did make a powder, how would you package that to prevent, you know, the, the light? Oh, it would be, we, we'd still sell it in our bags. Uh, okay. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be very portable because powder's messy. So, right. um, I mean, we probably could do single servings in a powder because I know, I think Vega, you know, there's lots of companies. Vega is one of them. There's lots of pouches mm-hmm. with powders and Vega is a really great company, by the way. I, like, a, like you mean like the single serve, yeah. like little sticks, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 So that, that's doable. We're just trying to make it easy for people. Our, our goal was purity, safety, um, make the brand and the education and the knowledge of allergy easy for people to understand and make it portable. So um, whatever it takes. <laughs> awesome. Catherine, uh, where can our listeners get more of you or learn more about Energy Bits? Sure. Well, our website is uh, energybits.com and uh, they can always shoot me an email at hello at energybits.com. Um, I'm traveling for the next week and we're, we're, I'm slammed right now. So I will apologize if it takes a little long for me to answer questions. I'm, um, I'm, I'm way behind on, on getting answers out to people because we're a little understaffed right now. So, um, uh, and I'm away all of next week. I'm speaking at the low carb conference in San Diego, if anyone's on their way there. So, um, so that'll be, that'll be exciting. Nice. nice. But, yeah. I know a few people that'll be there. So uh, nice. I think that'll be a fun event. Yeah. Um, are you guys on social media? Oh yes. I'm sorry. So my, my team will hate me for, for not mentioning that. Yeah. So, uh, Twitter handle is energy bits, uh, Instagram, our handle is energy bits, same with Facebook energy bits. Okay. Um, and we have Pinterest as well. So, uh, yeah, we're on all the, all the channels. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll put a link to all of those, um, on the show notes for you guys listening. Um, you mentioned Pinterest, which is kind of just immediately I'm, I'm wondering what's the, 
coolest or most unique use uh, that you've seen on Pinterest with energy bits? Most creative, well, I guess. Well, we, we haven't actually been terribly active on Pinterest lately, but um, what's the coolest thing? Well, we did this uh, uh, It's Okay to Swallow series of videos where people were sh- showing themselves taking their their, uh, their bits. But um, And, you know, the funny thing was we had, we've had a number of customers. I can't believe they must take hours to do this. They would, make, they would take their bits and create little people and then animate the people, like, running with, with, in, like, it's like a time sequence. Yeah. It's hilarious. And we, we've had mothers send in videos of their children with the little green around their mouths with their hand extended going, Mommy, more algae. So, so we have a lot of really fun things that people have done who they love the product we love them they put make happy faces on their yogurt and um we're we're just trying to you know create a community around health and nutrition that's natural and and uh share so it's it's fun to see it all grow we have a long way to go but it is fun uh final question the one that every guest has to answer we want to know your top three tips to live optimal top three tips for optimal living oh man well Great sleep. Um, eat as close to nature as possible, and um, regular fitness, which includes um, aerobic stretching and uh, strength. All right, that's beautiful, Catherine. Thanks for hanging out with us today. This has been a blast. Uh, for you guys listening, remember uh, the code OPP will get you twenty percent off of your order at energybits.com. We'll have a link to that website in the show notes, along with uh, all of the studies and resources that we've talked about today um, in that blog post. So go to naturalstacks.com. Uh, make sure you go to iTunes, leave us a five star review, let us know how much you enjoy the OPP. Uh, when we read your review on the air, we will hook you up with free Natural Stacks products as a thank you. And finally, share the OPP with the people in your life who you know will benefit from and enjoy the things that we're talking about and doing here. Uh, that's how we help more people. That's how we grow this thing and uh, make the change in the world that we all want to see. Uh, so thank you, you guys it. for being here today. Catherine, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs>